0: You're listening, listening to, so Bible? to Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Today we come to Matthew chapter 21. Because of the length of the chapter, we won't cover everything in the chapter. We'll cover the first three matters that are covered. And these matters include the welcoming of the meek king, the cleansing of the temple, and the cursing of the fig tree. Uh, This chapter is unique because it marks the beginning of the Lord's last week on earth. Uh, The Lord purposely went back to Jerusalem, to present himself as the Lamb of God, to be slaughtered, to be crucified. So the welcome given to the Lord was carried out under his sovereignty. In verses 21, 2, and 3, the Lord told two of his disciples, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and lead them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. Here we see the Lord's omniscience and sovereignty. He wanted his disciples to know that he was the sovereign king who owned all things. Thus, the donkey and the colt belonged to him. The Lord also indicated to them to them that he was omniscient, for he could see all things clearly without physically being in that certain place. Matthew 21, 4 and 5 say, Now this took place, that what was spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled, saying, Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, meek and mounted, on a donkey and on a colt, the fowl of a beast of burden. The way the Lord came into Jerusalem fulfilled the prophecy of Zechariah 9.9. 9. Verse 5 goes on to say that the Lord came mounted, on a donkey and on a colt, the fowl of a a, a beast of burden. This signifies that the meek and lowly state in which the Lord was willing to present himself, the Lord did not tell his disciples to get a carriage or a wagon, but a donkey and a colt. So we have to ask the question at this time, why was the Lord mounted on a donkey and a colt? Well, the donkey and the colt together give us an impression of meekness and humility. If the Lord had been mounted only upon a donkey, the impression of meekness would not have been so striking. And think about this. No earthly king would do this. But the Lord Jesus did not come to fight or to compete, but to be a meek king. In verse 7, we see that the disciples put their garments on the donkey and on the colt. And verse 8 says, and most of the crowd spread their own garments on the, in the road. Garments here signify the human virtues of people's conduct. The disciples honored the lowly king by putting their garments on the donkey and colt for him to ride on. And the crowd honored him by spreading their, don- their garments in the road for him to pass through. So we need to honor the, the Lord, the meek king, with whatever we are. No matter what our condition may be, we have something with which to honor him. Although we're sinful, pitiful, and even evil, the Lord likes to be honored with what we are. Verse 8 continues, others cut branches from the trees and spread them in the road. The branches are the branches of the palm tree, signifying the victorious life. In honoring the meek king, the people recognized that he was the one with the victorious life. Verse 9 goes on to say, And the crowds who went with him and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. The Hebrew word Hosanna means save now. In the warm welcome of the heavenly King, the people shouted out a quotation from Psalm 118. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The spontaneous praise of the people sovereignly indicated that this meek king came not in his own name, but in the name of Jehovah. Now we come to the second section that we'll cover today, the cleansing, cleansing the temple. Verse 12 says, And Jesus entered into the temple and cast out all those who were selling and buying in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were selling the doves. When the Lord entered the city of Jerusalem, the first thing he did was cleanse the temple. Think about it. Any earthly king, upon entering the capital, would immediately have ascended to the throne. But the Lord did not do this, because he was not for his own interests, but for God's interests. His heart was not for his kingdom, but for God's house. So we might have to ask at this point, how does this apply to us today? Well, on the day he came into us to be our life and our king, he did not enthrone himself first, but cleanse God's temple, which today is our spirit, the habitation of God. You know, our spirit should be a house of prayer, but because of the fall, it has been made a den of robbers. But when the Lord comes into us, he drives out all the robbers and cleanses the temple of our spirit, And the cleansing after and after this cleansing, the Lord healed the blind and the lame in the temple. And this indicates that his cleansing of the temple causes people to have the sight to see and the strength to move. And wasn't this exactly our experience after he came in and he cleansed the temple in our being? We began to see and we began to have strength to move. Verse 17 goes on and says, In leaving them, he went out of the city to Bethany and lodged there. In his last visit to Jerusalem, the Lord remained there only during the day for his ministry. Every evening he departed to lodge in 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 Bethany. In Jerusalem, he was rejected by the leaders of Judaism, but in Bethany, he was welcomed by his lovers. According to the New Testament, Bethany is the place of the Lord's lovers. This is another huge point to us, that after the Lord comes into us, after he cleanses us in our spirit, we have to love him. This is where the Lord lodges. Where does he lodge? He lodges with his lovers. So thank the Lord that comes into the Lord has come into us and cleansed us. But we have to become his lovers. After the Lord comes into us, we have to love him. Then he will lodge with us. Now we come to the third section, which is cursing the fig tree. Verse 18 says, Now in the morning, as he returned into the city, he was hungry. This signified that the Lord was hungry for fruit from the children of Israel, that God might be satisfied. Verse 19 says, And seeing one fig tree on the way, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves only. Well, just as you know, the eagle is a symbol of the United States. The fig tree here is a symbol of the nation of Israel. The fig tree the Lord saw was full of leaves but fruitless, signifying that at that time the nation of Israel was full of outward show, but had nothing that could satisfy God. Verse nineteen goes on to say, and He says to it, "Let there be no, let there be, let there no longer be fruit." from you forever and the fig tree was instantly dried up this signifies that the curse on the nation of is this signifies the curse on the nation of israel in that time the nation of israel was truly dried up again how does this apply to us today well according to our experience we can testify that first the meek king comes into us and we welcome him Secondly, he comes in not to be enthroned, but to cleanse the temple of God because he cares for God's house. And third, he desires fruit from God's people for God's satisfaction. Finally, if we don't bear fruit, the sense we have within is dryness. So if we would be a people that are full of newness, freshness, watering within, we must go on after the lord cleanses the temple to bear fruit christ must be welcomed as the king then he must cleanse god's temple then he must that is that is to purify our spirit then we as kingdom people shall bear fruit for god's satisfaction and when god is satisfied we're satisfied and this is the sense we have when we bear fruit We sense a true satisfaction within. So thank the Lord for this chapter. We have the welcoming of the king. We have the cleansing of the temple. And we have the cursing of the fig tree, which teaches us a valuable lesson that we must bear fruit to God.